Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, good afternoon, friends. Happy Thursday. Welcome aboard. Rob Breckenridge with you here. Afternoons on 770 CHQR. Plenty to discuss this afternoon. You want to be in on that conversation? Well, 403-974-8255 is the number to dial. So we got a lot to get to today, uh, as you can imagine. But I want to start with the news uh, today that uh, broke late yesterday. Uh, and it seemed as though this was kind of done and decided and finished. Uh, back in 2019, the city reached a deal with the owners of the Calgary Flames to move forward on a $550 million arena project or event center, as I, I guess we now call it. So I think there, there were some legitimate concerns uh, over that deal, flaws with that deal. Uh, but it was reached. It seemed like a done deal. And that was that. Fast forward to this week. Now it turns out that uh, we've got some some problems here. And, you know, there were questions being asked in 2019 about possible cost overruns. I don't know. We really got answers. And here we are in a situation where we're facing some potential cost overruns and we don't know where this all goes from here. So the project is on pause now. Uh, because of some discrepancy here between the budget for the project and what's actually being proposed here, this proposed vision for this event center. Uh, so this uh, was uh, all disclosed during a closed-door meeting at City Council earlier this week, and the deal itself has not yet been made public. So it's unclear where this all goes from here. Certainly uh, one of the uh, voices of concern a couple of years ago regarding this deal was uh, Ward 11 City Councilor Jeremy Farkas, who is now, of course, uh, running to be the next mayor. And he joins us on the line here this afternoon. Councilor Farkas, appreciate you making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks so much for having me. All right. So based on, on what you've heard this week and what you're able to to talk about, what, what are your concerns at, at this point? Well, I've definitely been taken behind the woodshed a few times about the secret meeting, so I'll try to go as far as I can. Well, I can't talk about exactly what happened behind closed doors, but I can say that I was pretty much stunned and frankly insulted. And once Calgarians find out, uh, I think they're going to be furious. So I think our council's focus has to be on the economy, jobs, and controlling taxes. And taxpayers, frankly, are broke. We can't expect to uh, be paying more, especially in times like this. So I think a handshake means something in this town, or at least I thought it did. And I just can't support additional taxpayer money being put into this, especially if there might be even more future demand. So that said, uh, at the end of the day, taxpayers, they, they just can't be expected to sign a blank check. So does a pause at this point make sense? And, and what, what above that do you think needs to happen at this point? So council just can't keep doing this over and over again. I, we, we, either need, we definitely need change rather than more of the same. I think that we need an investigation into how we got here. We need a full accounting of every dollar that's been spent. And especially during this pandemic environment, we need to make crystal clear that we will not be contributing more taxpayer dollars into bailing out this project. A deal is a deal, and Calgarians are frankly owed what they were promised at the original price tag. So what kind of an investigation might be necessary here, or at least to, to better understand some of these issues, how we got to the point we're at? What, what do you think is, is the best uh, course of action here? So at a minimum, there needs to be transparency. There's going to be some out there who voted to keep the meeting secret, but they're then going to go on and complain that they can't talk about it. So I think Calgarians are owed complete transparency, full stop. I didn't support the arena in the first place because of the unrealistic budget, 
the lack of transparency, how it's rammed through in the middle of summer over just a few days. But uh, unfortunately, it looks like this is what's happened. For better or for worse, though, we do have a deal, and uh, as cliche as it is, a deal is a deal, and I think the city should honour the existing contract. Uh, there's some out there with the way that the economy is, that they would be asking for the entire thing to be shelved. But uh, at this point, taxpayers would be on the hook for millions to be able to cancel it now, and Calgarians have to have transparency. So beyond that, though, I think every Calgarian family and business has to stay in their budget. Council and the flames can't be an exception. Right. You know, and certainly one of the concerns raised, and I know you raised it at the time uh, two years ago, was, you know, the, the potential for cost overruns here and, you know, whether taxpayers might possibly be on the hook for those cost overruns. As we look at what we've already run into now, what, you know, I mean, do you think that that validates those those concerns? Well, I certainly take no joy in being right. But now that uh, we have a deal, I think that we should try to make it work. And just as every family and business has had to be able to live within their means, make do with the same or even make do with less, there's no exceptions uh, as far as the government or City Hall or the Flames goes. So I think that given the original scope, a lot of land was involved, hundreds of millions of dollars. I think that we do have the budget to be able to make it work. But for us to be able to rebuild trust in the City Council as well as rebuild trust in the project, we're going to need a full accounting. Uh, the public deserves to know what's going on. And again, this isn't private money that we're talking about. It's public money, and it deserves a, a public accounting to the taxpayers who are footing the bill. Right. As you say, I mean, it's not your call about whether to release, uh, you know, the, the details of this deal, the details of this meeting. But do, do you think that that all needs to happen here? Well, it is up to council. They're the ones who voted to keep the, the details secret. And at the end of the day, council has these secret meetings because of majority of council uh, votes to approve that. So I think that uh, it's entirely up to council where we go from here. Obviously, I I love the Flames, but I didn't support this deal and I wasn't a fan. And I'm not happy about uh, being right about how things have gone sideways, but I think the the focus has to be, where do we go from here? How do we get things back on track so that uh, ultimately Calgarians do receive what they were promised at the original price tag? So I think having an investigation and a public disclosure of Every dollar that's been spent, that's the bare minimum. And beyond that, uh, especially during this pandemic, we need to make crystal clear that uh, we will not be contributing more taxpayer dollars to, to bail it out. In terms of how long this pause might be, and as you say, I mean, maybe the steps that need to be taken uh, are not going to be done in the course of a week, for example, but is is it reasonable at this point that the city just take a step back, take its time with this, and, and as you say, really get to the bottom of what happened here? Well, I think that we need to get to the bottom of this and sooner than later, but it's very frustrating because you see these side issues go uh, awry because of mismanagement when obviously as a council, our focus has to be on the economy and controlling taxes. It's very unfortunate because every moment that we spend on this is something that we're not spending on uh, improving Calgarians' lives and getting our city back on track and getting uh, jobs back in the city. So we, we can't keep doing this over and over again. And I wouldn't be surprised for this to, to become an election issue. But given how things have soured in the last four years, I don't think the, the public mood and the sentiment is to uh, contribute even more into this project, especially if there's a, a proven record of mismanagement. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for now. Councillor Vargas, appreciate you make some time for us here this afternoon. Thanks for your input on this. Absolutely. And I want to hear from the public as well. We have a survey just on our website at uh, www.jeromy.ca. And I'd love to hear from you all.
All right. There you go. Jeremy Farkas, appreciate your time here this afternoon. Uh, Jeremy Farkas is the uh, city councilor for Ward 11. Uh, he is uh, running, of course, to be the next mayor of Calgary. So he's got some concerns about all of this. And, and certainly, look, he was one of the, the critics of the deal uh, two years ago. And uh, that was certainly one of the concerns, the potential here for some cost overruns. So before construction has even begun, uh, we've run into that. So it, it, exactly what happened here, I mean, it, we don't know. What changed over the last couple of years? How did we get from an agreement on what this was going to involve? And we didn't just pull that number out of a hat, that $550 million. So how did we end up at $620 million? Or is that where we're at? Again, there's there's so much we don't know about this. Now, there have been some stories in the media suggesting that, yeah, $70 million extra is what the Flames are looking for, perhaps even some more land as well. But nobody's really uh, confirming any of this. The Flames haven't really said much, and obviously City Council's a little bit limited in, in what they can say, too. So how does that leave you feeling uh, about this deal? What it might mean for the team, what it might mean for the Saddle Dome, what it might mean for that whole area? A lot of questions. We'll come back. We're also going to check in with uh, another one of the uh, City Councilors uh, who's also running for Mayor Councilor, Jody Gondak. Get some thoughts from her on this whole situation. We want to hear from you as well. 403-974-8255 is our number, 974-TALK. My name is Rob Breckenridge. This is Afternoons on 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back. So why is there a discrepancy now between the budget for this new arena and what's actually being proposed? What does this pause mean? Where does this all go from here? So a lot of questions joining us for some further thoughts on this whole situation. Ward 3, City Councilor and Mayoral Candidate, Jody Gondek. Councilor Gondek, appreciate you making some time for us here. Thanks for having me on, Rob. All right. So obviously, look, I mean, there, there's some confidentiality that applies here. And so you're also limited in, in what you can say. But what, why is there so much secrecy here, first of all? Well, I think it's pretty important to point out to um, Calgarians that, you know, when, when we cloak it as secrecy, we're missing the bigger point here. And that's that as members of council, unlike anybody who's running in this election that is not a sitting member of council, we're ethically bound by a code of conduct that requires us to keep closed session conversations confidential. And that's in the interest of protecting our taxpayers as well as our third party partners. So it's less about choosing to be quiet and more about our ethical obligation here. That's why we can't say what we talked about in closed session. Well, fair enough. But in terms of helping Calgarians understand what's changed here, I think people have a lot of questions in terms of what kind of cost overruns we're seeing, why we're seeing them, what it all means for this deal. Where where does that leave taxpayers? Well, if you look at the statement that was issued by CMLC, who's the project manager, it's pretty clear that they want to take a pause to make sure they're finding solutions to any of the problems that they've identified. And they actually say that they'd like to do this without incurring any additional costs on the project while the discussions are progressing. And they're working collaboratively to find a suitable path forward. Those are the things that have been disclosed. Nothing else is before us as a council to discuss publicly. So I think weighing in on speculation is not to anybody's benefit. We have nothing before us except the deal that we signed. Uh, We had a deal in July 2019. Agreements were signed after that, and that's still the deal that's before us. If and when something's brought to us that's different, that's when I would love to debate this publicly. That's not before us right now. Right, but obviously something has changed. There was a reason for the pause in the first place. 
yeah, and what that thing is that's changed will come to us in time. But that is not something that we're debating publicly right now. Well, when would you expect that to, to come to City Council? When, when can Calgarians expect some further clarification and all this? What I expect is that CMLC, as our managing partner, will bring something to us if there's something to be brought. That's the thing. When you have something that's speculation and you don't know what the facts are, and you're weighing in on timelines and you're estimating what the delta might be, you're really not doing anything positive for, for Calgarians because there's nothing definitive yet. So if and when something is brought to us as a council, we will bring it forward to Calgarians. You can count on that. So the deal, as it was uh, agreed to in 2019, that was a deal that you supported. And uh, have your feelings changed at all since then or in any regard with, um, with you know, in terms of what's happened this week? Um, I support the deal that we have in place. I think it's a really good deal. And I think that other members of council that are implying that somehow some people want to change a deal, um, that's pure speculation as well. And, you know, I can tell you personally that I like the deal we have. Nothing has changed for me. All right. We'll leave it there. Councillor Gondek, appreciate your input on this. Thanks for joining us here. Yeah. And Rob, you know, the only other thing I would say is if Jeremy Farkas wants to debate things publicly as mayoral candidates, I'm happy to do so. But this is not the topic. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of time for all kinds of debates. Uh, Jody Gondek, thanks again for joining us here. City Councillor, Mayoral Candidate Jody Gondek says she supports the 2019 deal. As far as she's concerned, that's the deal that's still in place. Uh, but pretty clearly, something has changed. This is on pause. Specifically, we're told because of budget issues. So why and how much? Is it possible then that uh, this is all going to be figured out and nothing new is going to be asked of city council? I, I suppose that's possible. And yeah, th there is a lot of uh, leaking and, and speculation out there because I think people want to know what's going on. So uh, while there is that, that confidentiality, I guess, that applies to those, those kinds of meetings, I think a lot of Calgarians can be forgiven for feeling as though they're a little bit in the dark over all of this. And that's not just those who are opposed to the deal. I think even people who really support the uh, deal, maybe even especially those who support the deal, are, are kind of worried and wondering, you know, what the heck's going on here. Anyway, so what do you make of all of this? Let's get to the phones here, 403-974-8255. And uh, let's bring in uh, Marcel. Marcel, good afternoon. Thanks for Good afternoon, here. Rob. How are you, sir? We have, I'm very well, thank you. Good to hear uh, your voice. I, uh, I think we have some real serious problems with transparency once again. I don't know the facts. I don't know what the problem is with the budget. But remember one thing. It is a pattern at the city of Calgary to underestimate certain costs to get a deal done. And I'm going to give two examples. The convention center, when it was built, they didn't budget for a kitchen. Would you believe that? Is then that we right? had problems with the center bridge. I don't know the facts, but citizens of Calgary have got to be very, very careful. When I spoke to Daniel on this a long time ago, when this came up, mm -hmm. I said we must have a new funding regime. And the new funding regime should have used, in addition to government money, 
and uh, private money, we should have allowed citizens to participate with tax-free municipal bonds. And this is another way of looking at financing. I believe that Concordia University this morning said something, I, I don't remember what university, that this happens all the time when we build facilities with government money. And it is always like this. Also, I understand that inflation is coming. There's a lot of construction costs going up. But why wasn't there a contingency put in the budget at the time when this deal was made? I am still very concerned about how this is going to go through. Yeah. Those are great points, Marcel. Appreciate the input. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Marcel Latouche, of course, a familiar voice, I'm sure, to many of you out there. It's some interesting thoughts from him on this whole situation. Let's go next here to Kent. Kent, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks, Rob. Um, I only caught part of your conversation with Ms. Gondak, but she sounds like a typical politician. I mean, the simple, the obvious question for most Calgarians is, what is Calgary's exposure? I don't remember the original deal. Um, if, if we said we would pay $275 million, you know, I mean, I like the flames, but as a taxpayer for a private uh, operation, then I'm saying that's more than enough of a contribution from the city. Anything above that, I don't care what the, what the costs are, that's the owner's responsibility, period. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep, Kent, appreciate the phone call. Let's get uh, Steve in here. Steve, go ahead. Well, if you know the history of how it plays out, like uh, when they built the original 8-kilometer LRT leg, um, because of uh, high bank rates, it came in $35 million over cost, which is a large sum in the 70s. When they built the Saddle Dome, it, it was a $60 million cost over them because the ridiculous shape of the roof couldn't support the speakers, so that came at $16 million. Uh, six years after it opened, uh, there's a federal election, Kretchen creates national infrastructure program money, and they were demanding uh, changes to a six-year-old building or they were threatening to leave town, uh, whether it's the Molson Center in Montreal or Boston Garden. Everything built in the last 10, 15 years requires hundreds of millions of upgrades uh, within a decade of opening. Plus, we have the final problem and that uh, they want to double up on box seats. Well, these box seats are leased by corporations, and we might have half the corporations that are able to do that 10 years from now. At the same time, they'll double up on box seats that may go unleased and make the building pretty much obsolete. Anyways, my mm -hmm. thoughts. Yeah, interesting point. Steve, appreciate the phone call. You know, the other thing, and, and this came up a couple of years ago, you know, what kind of preparation was there in the event that there were cost overruns? And it seemed as though a lot of those concerns were just kind of being dismissed that, you know, don't worry about it. I think there were a lot of ways to to build some kind of a cushion into this. Uh, you know, for example, there's going to be the 2% the ticket tax in this deal. And that's going to go to the city and that's expected to be 155 million over 35 years. So that's in lieu of the Flames paying any rent or property tax on this building. You know, could that have been more to cover the city's cost and, and even to provide some, some cushion here in terms of what, what we might run into? So, look, it's, it's better to encounter this now when everything is just on paper as opposed to once construction is actually underway. 
because now perhaps some changes could be made uh, to ensure that these these matters are addressed. But it's really hard to know exactly what's going on here, given how little has been publicly released. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.